This is All India Radio. In the weekly program Current Affairs, now we bring you a discussion on Indo-Brazil bilateral relations. The participants are former diplomats Ashok Sajjanhar and Skand Ranjan Tayal. Mahindra Ved, journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. President Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil is in India to be as the chief guest of at the Republic Day celebrations this year. Two countries are far apart in terms of geography but have a lot in common and you have them cooperating at various forums like the IBSA, BRICS, G20 and other group meetings. Both are emerging economies in emerging nations and they have a lot in common. I start with Ambassador Sajanar. What is it that brings President of Brazil for this function? Well, uh, this is the biggest honor that India can provide to any country to have uh, the head of state or head of government as the chief guest at our Republic Day. Brazil and India have traditionally had very close relations. Both the countries are democracies. We have uh, similar values in terms of uh, rule of law, in terms of human rights, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, etc. So on value systems, we are together. As you mentioned yourself, uh, Mahinderji, as far as a large number of international agencies and organizations are concerned, both the countries uh, work together very closely. So President Jair Bolsonaro, he assumed the presidentship of uh, Brazil on the 1st of January last year. So this will be the first visit and this will be the first major visit uh, to India during this year. We have had two other presidents of uh, Brazil who have come to India as chief guest on a Republic Day. In 1996, we had President Cardoso who had come and in 2004, we had uh, President uh, Lula who had come. As it makes it a rare honor for Yes, Brazil. it's a rare honor and uh, Prime Minister Modi, when he was in uh, Brasilia in November last year for the BRICS summit, at that time he had uh, extended the invitation and uh, President uh, Bolsonaro is coming here. He is not uh, very well known in India or in the world because he's been president only for a little more than a year. But uh, then he has initiated a large number of uh, policies. There are, he's taken a large number of initiatives. There are a large number of areas where both the countries can cooperate, are cooperating. For instance, if you were to see that uh, in the area of hydrocarbons, in the area of oil and gas, we have a very significant investment in uh, Brazil of about $3.5 billion. Brazil is also a world leader as far as biofuels are concerned, as far as ethanol is concerned, as far as the renewable energy is concerned. So that is also an area where we are going to work together and uh, hopefully during this visit, more than 15 agreements are going to be signed. So I think there is a great deal on the plate, on the agenda. And uh, this, the visit of President Bolsonaro will help to give a huge impetus to our partnership. And Mr. Tal, what would be the whole format, the diplomatic field likely to be covered? Brazil is the most important country in the whole of South America. The biggest? Biggest uh, area-wise, it is the fifth largest in the world, about 8.5 million square kilometers. And in population, it is almost 20 crores, sixth most populous country in the world. And it has a very thriving economy and with a GDP of about $1.9 trillion. And per capita income is much more than ours. It is about $9,000. But there is a lot of disparity in that country. The inequality is much higher than it is in India. So there are some social tensions in that country. Now, coming to the agenda for the present meeting, Brazil has been our partner in many ways. In BRICS, 
of course he is our one of the partners ipsa there was another very good gathering of india brazil south africa which brought the three countries together and another very important objective which we share is the permanent membership of the un security council and generally supporting each other we are supporting each other okay. and most of the countries of the world have sort of recognized brazil as the best candidate from south america to be a permanent member of the security council india and japan as the most deserving candidates from asia and perhaps germany as the most deserving candidate from europe so the four countries india japan germany and brazil have been working together in the united nations to try to motivate try to convince other members all the members of the un general assembly and security council to bring this to completion that the un security council should get expanded and the deserving representatives of the developing world should become the permanent members i think that remains the most important item on the agenda as far as india brazil discussions are concerned on bilateral level another area which is coming the fuel and uh, is one part but on defense there is lot of scope for cooperation brazil is very good in aircraft manufacture embraer they already they, have the embraers they they mm. have embraers and there is a defense joint council india brazil defense council at the level of the raksha mantris that is trying to work out some equipment some platforms where india and brazil can work together because it is very important most of our defense equipment is imported these days so we have to look for partners where there is some synergy some complementarity and we both bring something to the table that will be another very important area there is also some kind of convergence on the strategic issues like uh, india is looking at the indian ocean region and brazil the south atlantic and this is some our value. countries i think are very committed to continued peace and stability in, in the maritime areas Yes, where it is Indian Ocean in our neighborhood, or on the Pacific side, or on the Brazilian neighborhood, because the primary objective of both countries is the growth and development of our own economies and a better standard of living for our people. Brazil has gone through lot of unrest, civil unrest, and there has been politics also has been in some kind of a turmoil. So it's a very important objective for Brazil. to have very rapid economic growth and of course for india that remains a most uh, challenging task and objective for the present government the minister sajanar there has been a feeling of india and brazil signed a strategic partnership agreement way back in 2006 nothing much seems to have been done so is it some kind of blind spot from the indian side well i don't Or think side? i don't think it is a blind spot from either of the two countries because the two countries have been trying to cooperate wherever they can and in as far as the international fora the multilateral fora are concerned for instance you know we've just spoken about the g4 in terms of the membership of both the countries to the un security council but even in other fora whether it is at the united nations or for that matter even in wto our countries we have similar views we have similar perspectives and we are now if you look at wto we have a brazilian who is the director general and india is collaborating very strongly again with the brazilian delegation in that fora basically to bring to support multilateralism so i will not uh, go to the extent of saying that there is a blind spot but you know as far as brazil is concerned there has been considerable unrest 
and there has been a lot of violence and crime and corruption and their economy has also not been doing too well. So I would say that they have also been concentrating, they have also been focusing on their domestic affairs. Like even if you look at India from up to about 2009-2010, our economy was also doing extremely well. But from 2010 to 2014, our economy for a variety of reasons, whether you call it policy paralysis or otherwise, or the fact that there were a large number of scams that were being revealed every month, every year. So our economy was also not doing too well. And so democracies we were not able go to, through all the turmoil. Yes. Yeah, the turmoil. So we were not able to really collaborate and cooperate very effectively. So right now when we have Mr. Bolsonaro, he has taken over the presidency from the beginning of last year. And he came, he won his the election on the platform that he would be able to bring stability, that he would be able to bring order, and he would be able to bring economic development and economic growth. So this is what the people of that country are expecting. And if he is able to give that direction to Brazil, and of course they look upon India as a very significant player, not only in Asia but also in the world. And they are, Brazil is also keen to have very strong, very vibrant, very dynamic relations. So as you said, uh, the strategic partnership was signed in 2006, has not really gone forward. But uh, then as we are discussing, there are a large number of areas. Defense is one that you have mentioned. Space is another. Trade investment is another. Food security is another, you know, in addition to energy security, food security is another where Brazil can really help us and we can work together. There are in the area of science and technology and innovation and particularly in the area of uh, agriculture, there are a number of startups that have also. And Mr. Tal, I would like to talk about the trade part of it and the economic, more of trade and little else. Would you agree with that? Trade can always be a foundation for a much bigger relationship and no that is the foundation on which you build and India and Brazil have a joint commission headed by the foreign minister, our external affairs minister. We also have a Brazil-India trade monitoring mechanism and trade has been about $8 billion, which is not bad because yes. we are so far and all the trade you have to add the freight cost. And a lot of chemicals and pharmaceuticals go from India. So uh, distance is not such a problem. You will be able to surmount it. But it does it. add to the cost. So, but as we look at the future, perhaps the new avenues of collaboration will be found in uh, energy. They are, Brazil is a member of the International Solar Alliance. But what they have done in fuel oil, for instance, and ethanol use in the cars, that is absolutely phenomenal. And perhaps because they also have a lot of sugarcane. India yes. also has a lot of sugarcane. So there is that commonality and how to make maximum use of uh, ethanol and bagasse, etc. can be a very yeah, big And what uh, Mr. Sajjanar mentioned, thorium, lithium, these are the things that we could do with. With we our program, it. lithium, if you want to go for an electric car in the near for future. For the battery, for the battery, Batteries, lithium yes. is essential. Uh, Mr. Sajanar, I would like you to ask you about the U.S.-China trade and, and the, the conflict and that is almost polarizing the world. Has that affected India-Brazil relations and are we able to play the U.S.-China thing around? As far as U.S.-China trade war, you know, if you were to call it just trade war because it is much more than a trade much war. Because it's also a technology war. It's also a war for dominance of uh, strategic dominance of the world, so to say. It is also a war. It is also a contest 
for global influence, hegemony, any of the powers. So I think as far as the US-China trade war is concerned, it has had a rather negative impact upon the global economy. So the global economy, which was otherwise growing at a reasonably healthy pace, that over the last two years has come down. And in that sense, it has had a negative impact on all economies uh, around the world. We see partly what we see in India. Of course, uh, there are other reasons also. But one of the reasons why the Indian economy has not been doing too well is also because the global economy has no. been uh, stagnating. And that is also one of the reasons why the Brazilian economy has also not been doing well. Although they have also other reasons and for them, as we were discussing earlier, Earlier, the other reasons were huge corruption and unrest social and violent crime, <coughs> social inequalities. So all these aspects have been there. But, you know, if I were to come also to one question that you were asking, Manerji, about our import of oil and investment. So we have out of about $6 billion that we have invested in Brazil, more than $3.5 billion is in the area of oil and gas. Brazil is one of the world's largest producers of oil and gas. It's Petronas is, and it comes to the world's top 10 producers of oil. So that is an area, hydrocarbons and fuels is an area where we can cooperate, where we can collaborate. For the sake of the listeners, wouldn't that be a lot of cost in terms of freight? from that distance. You know, Mahindraji, we are, as you said yourself, and as Ambassador Tayal also mentioned, from Venezuela, we yes. were importing. From the United States, yes. now we have been importing. Ecuador, so, yeah, so, if we are able to import from there, and from the United States and Venezuela, it would be an even longer haulage as far as oil containers and tankers are concerned. So, from Brazil, yes, the freight element would be added. Distance is there, but definitely it would not be even as much as uh, what we have from Venezuela, from uh, north part of South America and from uh, the United States. But as you said very rightly earlier, both India and Brazil have to an extent suffered as a result of the U.S.-China trade war. Now we have seen an initial phase one truce being signed between the two of them. That has given some encouragement to the global economy. So I do hope that it will have a positive impact on the economy. And Mr. Stahl, I'll put the same question in a little different way. India has the China factor and Brazil has the U.S. factor. Both are close to U.S. Both have to deal with U.S.-China rivalry. And both India and Brazil are looking for autonomy, uh, the area to play, not get too influenced by these two countries. Are we managing it well? I think India-Brazil relations stand their own logic and they have their own position in the global uh, scheme of things. And so what no, China, no major disputes. No major disputes. And another very, very important fact in Brazil is that Indian yoga, Indian Ayurveda, Indian spirituality is very, very popular there. Yes. And all our major missions, whether it is Ramakrishna Mission, ISKCON, Vedanta Foundation, Sai Baba Foundation, they have thousands of followers. I am sure China cannot match that. Our yoga China cannot match. There are thousands of places where yoga is being taught. And uh, Ayurveda is very popular. There was a third international conference on Ayurveda was held in Rio in 2018 where 4,000 delegates participated and mostly from Brazil itself. So India has its own soft power. India has its own attractions. India has its own way of dealing with Brazil 
and reaching out to the people of Brazil. There was a television serial which was very popular in Brazil and Kabir Bedi is very popular there as a television star. So there are multiple ways where we have a very good foundation of good relations between the leaders and good connection with the people of Brazil. Now it is a question of giving it more strategic content strategic. and strategic dimension. And there I believe we have done a lot of R&D, research and development in thorium and uranium use. That should be of help to Brazil. That will be of very much help to Brazil because ultimately the fossil fuels are finite and one way to go is towards the solar energy, wind energy, renewable energies and the other is to for the nuclear energy and thorium. It is relatively clean energy production. It is work in progress and India has a lot of thorium and uh, joint research there can be very beneficial to both countries. And then question comes of space satellite. India is the hub for India launching the hub satellites. And we can launch and, uh, it as a commercial... Uh, all Latin uh, Americans have been depending on China on it. So can we sort of... Certainly our Antrix is, uh, we have been uh, sending satellites of so many countries into space on commercial basis and with very good track record, with very good safety and 100% success. And Brazil would be a very welcome sort of client for in the area of exploration, in the area of yes. space exploration and the launch of satellites. And Mr. Sajanar, I'll again come to that question in a little different way, and that is about China doing very well in that region, and we are lagging behind. How far that is true, and what can be done to? I think uh, visits of the present nature, that is of President Bolsonaro, and uh, the our uh, biggest trade partner, biggest trade yes. partner also in that area, and I think in people-to-people -people contact, there is a great synergy. There was one serial that was made a few years ago, I remember when I was uh, ambassador to Kazakhstan, and the title of that was uh, Kamino Das Indias, and which means Path to India. And it was so popular because it is like a soap opera of an Indian family. And there you had Brazilians acting as Indian actors and actresses. And it was filmed <coughs> here in India, in Brazil and in Dubai, these three countries, three places. And it was so popular, it won several of the international awards, Grammy awards. And I know that the same from Brazilian was also translated, was also dubbed into Kazakh language. And it was shown in Kazakhstan and it was a great uh, success there also. Now coming to the other thing, as far as China is concerned, you know, when President Bolsonaro, he was fighting his election, he was very critical of China. He criticized China and he said that China is taking over Brazil. So I think that, and he belongs to an extreme, President Bolsonaro belongs to an extreme right ideology. So we could possibly see that going forward, the way in which uh, China has been making forays or entree into either South America or even in Africa, we have seen how China has gone into building infrastructure projects particularly as far as its Belt and Road Initiative is concerned. Yes. And it has been going How to... How far is Belt and Road looked upon? Again, Mr. President Bolsonaro had some reservations about it. He had India. huge reservations. While India has opposed it, yeah. rejected it. Exactly. So, because, you know, as far as India is concerned, we have uh, some very, very critical position on it, both because of the attack on our sovereignty as a result of the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, but also there are other aspects, you know, non-transparency, non-sustainability, debt trap, etc., that uh, the countries have to get into, those who are 
signing on to the Belt and Road Initiative. But the sovereignty issues do not pertain to countries like Brazil and others who are far away. But the economic and uh, the sustainability aspects definitely are an issue of concern to them. And they don't want these countries get beholden under a debt to China so that their sovereign decision-making will be adversely impacted upon. So there is again that attempt to seek autonomy in yes. terms of the big powers. Absolutely, and particularly as far as China is concerned, because many countries in the world now look upon its attempts to create infrastructure and to build projects in different countries as a new colonialism, because this is economic imperialism it is seen as. And I think uh, the, uh, if uh, India, in terms of its own support, it is need-based of those countries, it is given after consultation with those countries, and coupled with our soft power, we have a much stronger way to go. And Mr. Tile, again, the nuts and bolts about the, what all we can do and what all we already are doing. And I was reading some statistics where you find that in spite of all that distance that we talked about and the freight cost that we talked about, we are exporting a lot more to Latin America than we do it in, say, Central Asia next door or Southeast Asia in some countries. So how does it work out, number one? And number two, Embraer is there, Tata's are there, already Honda, Hero, and all these Indian products are doing very well. Since 2010, the surge has come in. It has come since 2010 and also to the entire South American continent. A lot of cars were being exported from India. Yes. Particularly from Hyundai, there was a very large consignment for cars which was going, which added to this trade. So it's all a question of finding synergies, finding complementarities, and there is a lot of scope for Indian companies to work from Brazil and look at the North American market. And similarly, Brazilian companies, particularly in aerospace, they are very well known. But if you look at it on another point of view, where Prime Minister Modi will have a good informal discussion with President Bolsonaro is on the whole issue of climate change. Yes, President Bolsonaro right. is not very convinced of that climate is changing. And the Amazon rainforest is one of the very, very critical areas for environment protection and to check climate change. But reports are that a lot of Amazon rainforest is being cleared. That can be a very important topic, whereas Prime Minister Modi completely believes that uh, climate change is a reality and all the government should work together to prevent further damage to environment. I think that can be a very good area of informal exchange and uh, some kind of a dialogue between our Prime Minister and the President of... And Mr. Sajanar, this new agreements that you talked about, 15 agreements, what areas could they be covering? Tomorrow is going to be when uh, the formal session in terms of meetings between the Prime Minister and President Bolsonaro will take place and after that only. And the Foreign Office uh, till today has not come out with any details of any of the agreements. But uh, one agreement that is expected to be signed is on bilateral investment. And if that were to be signed, that would be the first agreement with any country after India decided to do away with all its bilateral investment treaties because of certain provisions that were contained in the earlier agreements. So there has been a lot of work that has been happening on uh, this particular issue. But I'm sure that all the major areas that we have discussed just now, whether it is trade, whether it is investment, whether it is agriculture, it is health, it is space, it is defense, 
all these aspects are definitely going to be discussed. Also, I think the issue of terrorism, I'm sure, is going to come up and that will be discussed between the two sides. Does it excite the Brazilians? Do they have a problem like that? Not uh, of that nature, but still, I think they do realize that it is... In the overall global context. Drugs is a more of concern to them. Yes, drugs yes. could also be very much a part of that. But looking at aspects of climate change, I don't know whether Prime Minister Modi will be bold and audacious to bring up the issue of the Amazon forest. Because uh, let us not forget that when uh, President Bolsonaro came to office and uh, there were bushfires that were taking place in Amazon uh, forest and there was uh, the G20 meeting taking place in Biarritz, France last year and President Macron had offered some economic assistance and he had uh, rejected it completely. So I think that like uh, Mr. Trump, so also Mr. Bolsonaro is a climate denier. He denies that there is any That is what climate. diplomacy is about. You also say your <laughs> point of view. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Climate change as a global phenomenon will be discussed because you have uh, all these things happening. Maybe discuss it in the context of uh, the International Solar Alliance in which uh, Brazil is also a partner as far as India is concerned. Look at other initiatives that can be taken. And maybe as far as Amazon forest issue is concerned, bring it up only if the Brazilians uh, sort of, you know, bring it up in some way or the other. But otherwise, it could also be seen as using the avenue of climate change to interfere in something that is very, very internal to Brazil. It could get and sensitive. It could very sensitive because at that time they were really on both the presidents, uh, Bolsonaro and Macron. They were really in a slanging match against each other and using very, very unparliamentary language. That is what President Bolsonaro was doing. And having looked at that experience, I don't know whether Prime Minister Modi will go headlong into that issue, but climate change as a global challenge and as a global problem, I think that could definitely be... It discussed. needs to be taken yes. care of, yes. yes. Again, a bit of areas where India and Brazil could do well to cooperate, and that is the defense. And both have good relations with U.S., both have good relations so far as defense is concerned with Israel, with uh, South Africa. So would that be of help? That is very much in the wish list of uh, our own uh, diplomacy and our uh, policy makers that we should diversify our sources for defense uh, production. Yes. And it should be co-production and R&D together. That uh, India cannot just keep on buying equipment and platforms from abroad. So the make in India comes make in. Make in India comes in with some transfer of technology, joint production. And in that, given the level of expertise of Brazil, Brazilian companies and Indian companies, there can be a lot of uh, complementarity. And it is for our DRDO and our private companies, LNT, etc., to work together and find where they have, uh, Brazilian companies have something which we don't have and we have something which the Brazilians don't have. And uh, particularly in the aircraft manufacture, it is very clear that Brazilians are quite advanced. Actually, both are considered regional powers. Right. Both are very large, as you mentioned, large populations with a lot of natural resources. So 
what is it that area where we can still have bigger trust in the coming days? Perhaps in agriculture, Chinese Revolution came to India with Mexican wheat. So in sugarcane, so that chilies came to India via Brazil, Mexico. They Same came region. from uh, Mexico, and Spaniards brought them. So okay. there is a lot By which way, we yes. owe to South America, Latin America, and now scientists are very creative, and they can increase production by using the genetic pool of Brazil and Indian varieties and crossbreeding. So it's a very promising area to work on. And Mr. Sajener, your quick reactions as part of the summing up. I think it's a very important visit. Brazil is a very significant country, and we are partners. We have much greater potential than we have been able to realize so far. And I think both sides realize that the potential is much greater than what has been achieved uh, thus far. That is why President Bolsonaro is coming with eight ministers. He is coming with uh, four members of parliament. He is coming with a 60-plus business delegation. delegation. He is going to be the main speaker on the 27th morning when uh, the India-Brazil Economic Forum takes place. So I think we can expect very positive, very significant results. India is trying to look to this far-off land and the region. And Brazil is also looking east. They look east and India look west. I think it augurs well for this visit. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on Indo-Brazil bilateral relations. The participants were former diplomats Ashok Sajjanhar and Skandaranjan Tayal. Mahindra Ved, journalist, initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnstalks at gmail.com. 